this is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. Our taping is made possible with the support of Raider, a hands-on IT service provider that integrates all of your needs for advanced technical support, effective communication options, and cybersecurity. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work. We understand. Please visit RaiderSolutions.com for more information. The generosity of Oxner Lafayette General also makes this podcast possible. As Acadiana's largest regional health system, including two teaching hospitals and the region's only level two trauma center with more than 5,500 employees, Oxner Lafayette General strives to put patients first and make caring their top priority. In continuous efforts to reach more patients, Oxner Lafayette General provides services throughout Acadiana and facilitates telemedicine throughout the state, making healthcare more accessible for everyone. For more information, visit oxnerlg.org. Support for this podcast comes from HomeBank, banking from anywhere with tech features for everyday needs. And when businesses and families need a banker, HomeBank is there as friends, neighbors, and partners in the community. Learn more at home24bank.com. HomeBank, member FDIC. Today's guest is Babette Werner, committee chair of Festival des Fleurs, Louisiana. Babette is here to discuss the upcoming annual garden show and sale to be held on April 9th at Blackham Coliseum. The festival is the primary fundraising event for the Ira Nelson Horticulture Center, part of UL Lafayette, to supplement the center's annual budget. Proceeds have gone for needed repairs and improvements, including central AC and heat, floor replacement, greenhouse benches, irrigation, electrical work, and other projects. The center has been a focus of UL horticulture education for students, faculty, and the community since 1960. Babette is active in the community, serving as past president and on the board of Lafayette Garden Club, as technical advisor for the Bayou Vermilion Preservation Association, and past president and active member of the Lafayette Parish Master Gardener Association. And personally, I met Babette back in her days at the Academy of the Sacred Heart. She worked there both as a development director at the Academy and then in other schools. So Babette, you've had a a full life and you're still super busy. Thank you for taking time to join us and tell us about the upcoming festival. Okay, and thank you so much for having us. This is really an exciting event for us. Um, The festival is an annual event, as you said. It's a fundraiser for the Ira Nelson Horticulture Center. And it is on April 9th on Saturday from 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And rain or shine, the event will take place. Uh, And really interesting, the first 300 people who get there will get a free sun patient plant. Um, The cost to go to the festival is $5. However, there are flyers at all of the horticulture centers around Lafayette that have a dollar coupon. So you really can get in for $4 if you find one of the coupons. Um, There are approximately 70 to 75 booths, both inside and out of the Coliseum. And the vendors have a wide range of plants, native plants, shrubs, azaleas, annuals, perennials, roses, daylilies, hibiscus, orchids, herbs, and much, much more. And also available are a lot of garden supplies, accessories, pottery, tools, uh, gardening books, mm-hmm. unique gifts, ornamental pieces, 
And of course, the festival has a t-shirt for sale, as every festival does, and it's mm-hmm. really cute with a little iris on it. Um, they will have carts available because, of course, everybody wants to buy a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But we do encourage (laughs) you to bring your own cart Mm -hmm. uh, so that you don't have to wait for one to become available. Uh, A cart or any kind of a wagon to help you move things from inside Mm -hmm. and outside to your car. Um, We like for this to be a family event. So there are children's planting activities. There's a children's display about pollination. And there's a face painter. And if you're going to be there for a nice long time, um, there are also three food trucks that are going to be on, on site. Nell's Creole Connection, Le Papillon Cajun Soul Food, and Snow to Go, all very, very popular. I actually just went to an event catered by Nell's, and the food was absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. Where, where is Nell's Creole Connection? It's, it's in New Iberia. Oh, okay. They're based out of New okay. Iberia. Yeah. 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 But um, they have a lot of seafood options. Anyway, oh, delicious. Fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are also educational opportunities at the event. Um, and I'll just quickly go through the schedule. At 9 o'clock, there's a talk, Pup Propagation of a Staghorn Fern. At 10 o'clock, it's Bromeliads, a winner for plant lovers. 11 o'clock, Marcel B. Avenue, who is a master gardener and the famous chef and cookbook author, will be talking about herbs, both the culinary and medicinal use of herbs. Mm -hmm. Then at 1 o'clock, this talk is about installing your own home gardening irrigation system. Knowing how to do this is a great savings. Um, We use our irrigation system so much in the South that quite often parts of it fail. So knowing Mm -hmm. how to at least do minor repairs is really fantastic. So all of these classes, that's part of the $5? Yes, it's all part of the $5. There's a little area with seating towards Uh the back of Blackham Coliseum so that you can just walk up, take your seat, and they'll have a little speaker system because Mm -hmm. it tends to get loud in there, and you can listen to the talk. Um, You'll be able to ask questions of the presenter. You don't have to uh, register for a particular session. You can just walk around and no show right up. right okay. you just walk around and, uh-huh. and show up it's perfect it's, yeah you know it's it's an easy thing to do on a Saturday right. so also with this festival there's a raffle mm-hmm. um, the tickets are five dollars they can be purchased at the event the big prizes are a large patio table with six swivel chairs and an umbrella a gorilla gardening ca- cart a planted container from Gerard's nursery and they contribute this every year it's always beautiful and then a galvanized trash can that's painted with Louisiana iris. And that doesn't sound um, beautiful, but it really is. It's very decorative. You can keep your potting soil in it or tools Mm -hmm. in it. It's a nice little accessory. And then there are many, many other smaller prizes, and those tickets for those prizes are just a dollar a piece and can be purchased at the event also. Mm -hmm. So that's not all to Festival Day Fleur. There is also the juried flower show with flower designs and horticultural samples by the Lafayette Garden Club. It's always fun to see the creativity of the designers. The garden show has an overall theme, and each design reflects some aspect of that theme. And it's very abstract. Um, so it's, it's, each one is unique, and it's mm-hmm. really nice to see. Now, the horticulture is generally a leaf, a flower, or an entire plant. It will have both your common name and your scientific name. So it's good to walk through the flower show, see what you might be interested in, right. and then walk around the plant sale and see mm-hmm. if, if somebody actually has that uh, for sale. So it's like about, you said, 70 to 75 
Right, booths. right. I know and this is separate, but I mean, there's like a lot. Oh, yes. When you yes. walk in, it's just a lot yes. to take in. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a lot to yeah. take in. So you, I usually make uh, walk around the entire thing first. <laughs> before and, you right, stop. And before I start <laughs> shopping. Um, and then the Orchid Society is there every year and the Bonsai oh, Society wow. of Acadiana. And they'll have displays. And they'll have people who can answer questions, too, about their, about their displays. And then new this year, the Society for Louisiana Irises will be presenting their Louisiana Iris show at the festival. Uh, This is the perfect opportunity to view hundreds of Louisiana Iris blooms on display and a chance to purchase some for your yard. Society members will be available to answer questions, give information on growing Louisiana Irises, and this group's first meetings were at ULL in the 1940s. And it's not just a Louisiana group. This is a group that um, is enforced throughout the country, throughout wow. the United States. Gosh. Right. So some of the sponsors of this event are the presenting sponsors are All Seasons Nursery and Landscaping, Lafayette Parish Master Gardeners, and Jim Stone Company, custom supplier of landscape and building stone. And some of the other sponsors include Lafayette Garden Club, UL Lafayette, Don Higginbotham with State Farm, the Louisiana Iris Farm, and Merrill Lynch. Mm-hmm. That's, um, yeah, I'm glad you got that in because this doesn't just happen. No, you know, it doesn't. With volunteers, and it doesn't just happen with sponsors. It's got to be a, a group. Um, right, a group and events, Clark yeah. Services comes and, and creates professional displays mm-hmm. um, with backdrops. So there's a lot that goes into planning an event like this. And, right. and we thank our sponsors so profusely yeah. for right. helping us uh, make this happen. So, um, I want to stop you there. You were, I mean this like the biggest compliment. You were the most prepared guest that I've ever had on the show. Because normally we start talking about how did you get into gardening. And, and I want to let people absorb what you've said and kind of give the bigger picture of what to expect on April 9th as people walk in. Like who, anybody can go. Like you don't have to be oh, absolutely. a superb gardener to oh, no. feel that this is a place for you to be on April 9th. Like, this is a place you can go and actually figure out what you want to do with your yard, oh, buy plants and, yes. and supplies. It's, it's, it's a great thing. There's also going to be an Ask a, Ask a Master Gardener booth. Mm-hmm. So any of your plant questions can be answered. And if you're just beginning, you've got to start someplace. Yeah. And they will be happy to help you with how to start to build a bed, what plants to grow now, because mm-hmm. plants are seasonal. So some plants are seasonal. So you'll have to know what is a warm season plant versus a cool season plant. Right. Um, also, if you have a weed or disease problem or mm-hmm. questions, moles? Of- maybe moles. No, <laughs> no, that's more of a J and J. That might be somebody else. My backyard disaster right now. Anyway, go ahead. Um, yeah, but you can bring a sample of that mm-hmm. plant and bring it to the Ask a Master, Master oh. Gardener table, and they can help you uh, define what disease oh it is, what weed, uh, and how to control it or, or how to yeah. take care of it. Yeah. And I like the date. I'm sure y'all have done this through many years of experience, but April 9th, you're getting to that safer date where you can go ahead and plant. You know, I always hate to go too early to plant because of freezes that happen uh, unexpectedly. Exactly. But this is a perfect date. In our zone, our last frost-free date is March the 15th. So once you get past March 15th, you're, you're pretty— You should be safe. Right. You should be safe yeah, to, yeah. to begin so, planting. 
Did I cut you off with what you were wanting to share? I probably did. Oh, no, no, no. We're good. Um, I was going to mention just a couple of the vendors. Um, like Tina's Plants has all succulents, and succulents are a really hot item this year, as it has been for just a couple of years. Mizell's Camellia Hill Nursery from Forest Hills. Um, of course, our local all-seasons home garden and landscape showplace. They always have a big booth. The Conundrum Books from St. Francisville, and they will pull specifically garden books uh, to bring and sell. Then everyone loves the Lafayette Parish Master Gardener booth, and you can purchase a lot of plants that are not found in trade, which means you can't go to a nursery and find it. They're unique plants, um, and they propagate their own plants. So it's good, and every Master Gardener there can answer questions for you also about the plant that you're buying. Uh, Don and Shirley's Nursery, they're an interesting couple, and they have bromeliads. Uh, There's the Plumeria Crazy Nursery, Gidry's Daylily World from Abbeville, the Urban Naturalist, who is local, he's he's another wonderful um, vendor, Catcall Landscapes, they're from out of town, and they have a lot of native plants. So the list is too long mm-hmm. to go on and on and on, but um, it's there is something there for anybody who plants. And I can I know that's on your your. Do you have a website for the Festival de Flor? Yeah, uh, yes, there is a both a website and a Facebook page. Okay, and where do people go for that? You just type in Festival. Yeah, just de type Fleur. in Festival de Flor because right. I know you'll have that on those two sites. I can put it, those on my yes. show notes, but I'm sure people do want to look at the full list, you know, and kind of see what they're getting into, but for $5 right. or $4, you know, <laughs> exactly, or if $4 you stop at all seasons, you know, <laughs> to buy soil. This is incredible. So before we started taping, I was telling you, I've seen this every year and yet I know enough to sort of get by in the yard, but I feel overwhelmed with planning and design and, and really keeping plants alive. You know, I, I, it's just a challenge for me, and I've always been a little intimidated, but I didn't realize what was in Blackham Coliseum during this event. I mean, you can just be at all levels and enjoy this. Oh, exactly, and exactly. Bring your kids and bring the, the face kids. painting. Yeah, right. Face painting, the little planting activity. They'll mm-hmm. bring a little pot home that'll grow. Uh-huh. So it's fun to let them see plants growing. Right, yeah. right. So um, tell me about Festival de Fleur, if you would. Is this a committee? Uh, is it a, a nonprofit? You know, and who's behind this with you? Uh, well, of course, it's all volunteers. Uh, Billy Welch is the manager um, of Ira Nelson, and so he kind of spearheads the meetings. He and then uh, the chairman of the board, and the rest of us are, are volunteers, and we just choose what committee we're going to serve on, mm-hmm. be it publicity or the children's activities. Uh, we meet once a month year-round, and... In, from, in anticipation of the next yes, show. Right. So this is all to raise money for the Ira Nelson it is. Horticulture Center. And this is our 29th year. Next year will be our 30th year, and we plan on doing an even bigger celebration of the 30th anniversary of the mm-hmm. event. Um, so it's a lot of fun, and you meet yeah. like-minded people who enjoy gardening. Um, several of our board members are former UL professors who wanted to stay involved. Can you name a Do you know some uh, of them? Uh, Dr. Dennis Wallard, mm-hmm. um, Mary Corville. Um, Colette Anzalone was in that mm-hmm. in the department, not not a professor, but so yeah. you've um, got all yeah. Yes, they really know what they're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, let me see. I've got the poster. It seems like there was something I wanted to ask you about before we moved on. Um, well, I guess I'll just send people. They can look for themselves. It's www.festivaldefleur.com. 
org, um, or you can call 337-482-5339. So I just want to encourage people to, to look into this and, and go check it out. And before we move on, I want to hear more about you, the Master Gardeners, the Lafayette Garden Club, and other groups. I'm sure the volunteers overflow from one group to the other, but I'd like to hear more about our local gardening community and some of the people behind this. Okay, okay, well... Um, if you don't mind, Babette, um, before we do that, I'd like to pause and reflect back on an interview that we did with Sherry Toops, owner of Tops Appliances and Cabinetry. Sherry has a heart of gold and helps others in both big and small ways. And during the interview, she talked about the supply chain issues of COVID causing a slowdown in product delivery and operations. And she was looking for ways to keep her staff occupied in meaningful ways. So working with Nicole Johnson, the co-founder of Fightonville Fresh Market, Sherry and her staff started growing fruit, vegetables, and herbs on site behind tops. And I thought it was fascinating how seeds of wisdom and inspiration can pass from one person to another to improve the lives of many. This moment is made possible by FACET, which offers career, transition services, and executive coaching, and has done so for 40 years. FACET's career outplacement services employ a personal touch, boost morale, and lower the cost of severance. Visit facetgroup.com for more information. We people, your success. And now the moment. We also started uh, building raised beds and starting to utilize the green space that we hadn't really paid attention to yet. Mm -hmm. So we've got a number of, of nice wooden beds we've built, and we also have we're growing food in the back. Yeah, yeah. We have Gardens. fruit trees planted. Mm -hmm. And where the next thing we're going to look at is how we could collect rainwater to water the gardens. So we'll probably put some systems in place with our internal labor as well. And uh, we'll probably do some um, some recycling, you know, the with the extra wood, not the non-treated wood and the limbs from the trees on our property, we'll probably get a wood chipper and start making our own mulch and different things like that that we may not have had the time to do mm -hmm. uh, when we were blowing and going. And it's not that um, the the ordering has slowed down. I mean, we're, we're still at a, a great level of, of activity business-wise. It's just we can't get the product here. And then when we do get the product here... The job sites are so s delayed from all the other issues mm -hmm. that we, we're we not getting things in and out. You know, there's just a huge... Welcome back to Discover Lafayette. You can hear Sherry Latour's interview and many, many others at discoverlafayette.net. And we're here with Babette Werner, who's been talking about the 29th annual Festival des Fleurs and about the volunteers behind this and the cause that it helps to fund needed operational improvements at the Ira Nelson Horticulture Center. So Nanette, excuse me, Babette, how did you get into this? How did you get into gardening and, and have this passion for all of this? Well, once I retired, um, which now has been a little over 10 years, I, gardening was always an interest of mine, so I finally had the time to actually do so. Mm -hmm. And it's trial and error. You know, we were talking about um, beginner gardeners or whatever level gardener you are. Uh, we all kill plants at points, <laughs> but that's how you do also, also learn. And uh, for me, I 
worked with people as a development director and loved working around people with people. So joining an organization was perfect for me. So I joined the Lafayette Garden Club, Lafayette Parish Master Gardeners, and learned so much from these organizations, but also enjoy working with them, working on these committees, such as the mm-hmm. Festival Day Floor Committee, to, to make things happen. That's there must be a lot of overlap with, you know, uh, yes, the circle of right. friends that you have. Absolutely. Were you, were you taught by the Master Gardeners Association? Did you get certified through them, or were you already certified? You no. Know, to become a Master Gardener, you have to take a 13-week class. It's one day a week for 13 weeks, beginning in August, ending in October. Um, and the curriculum follows the LSU Ag Center Master Gardener Program. So you're... T- Teachers are actually LSU Ag Center specialists from around the state, some of the local Laf- Lafayette Parish Master Gardener members, and some of the UL um, professors. In exchange for this education, you are required to do service hours in the community, mm-hmm. and all of the service projects are educational, be it for children, elderly, um, speaker, speakers. It's, it's a wonderful program. I highly recommend it. And actually, right now, the application deadline to join the program this fall is May the 31st. And you can find an application at www.lpmga.org. So it's a great time to apply. Um, UL is at full capacity with COVID, so we actually last year were able to have a full class. There are about 32 people in, in your course. You do have hands-on labs as well as the speaking opportunities. Mm-hmm. At the Ira Nelson? At the Ira Nelson. Center on Johnson yes, Street. Yes, exactly. Okay. So it's, it's just a wonderful. I can't speak any more highly of a class than, than this one. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned the Garden Club. Lafayette Parish Garden Club, and I think a lot of us know about them, but not everything that they do. Yes, and a lot of people think that the Garden Club is a group of little old ladies. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, the Garden Club is a civic organization, and we have numerous projects in the community throughout the year. Uh, Some of those include the school a school garden, the Cleanest City and Cleanest Schools contest. Um, We also have a Daisy Scout Youth Horticulture horticulture education program. We also do the Garden of the Month in the community and the Civic Pride Award. And these are gardens that are chosen either for a home or for a business because of their outstanding mm-hmm. landscaping. And we try to find landscapes where the either the homeowner or the owner does it themselves. And you drive around to locate we, those? We do. You we do? drive around, right. We have an entire committee who, who does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the winners are posted on our Facebook page and on our state page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have an Arbor Day planning that we do in, in collaboration with Lafayette Parish Government. We have an anti-litter contest in the elementary schools. And the winner of the contest uh, in each division receives a monetary prize. So oh. they love that. Yeah. And the posters are collected. They're brought to City Hall, and the public can actually vote on them. Um, we do the live oak tree registration, and we've got memorial and honorary garden planting at ULL. And then we do horticulture activities with the elderly also. So I'm actually the membership chairman of this <laughs> of Lafayette Garden Club. So if you're interested in any information, you can contact Lafayette Garden Club info at gmail.com. If you send me an email, I've got brochures and information I can send. We do meet um, on the second Wednesday of every month from September to May at Ira Nelson. 
So you do have to have some flexibility in your schedule if you're working. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, it's another mm -hmm. fun place to meet people, work with people, and yeah. and feel good about helping the community members. And I know you're also a technical advisor <coughs> for the Bayou Vermilion Preservation Association, who I just interviewed recently. Yes. The young people I met with, you know, the president, Amber, and, and others, um, I'm talking about gung-ho, want this community to be not only beautiful, but clean and safe. And it must be an honor. Like, so many of you are so dedicated to our community. It's, yes. It's just the, a wonderful story. But the, the overlap is, is amazing to me. The same people that are volunteering are doing many things for many different clubs. Yes, yes, absolutely. Organizations. Absolutely. They're fantastic to work mm -hmm. with. A technical advisor is somebody who is actually... Uh, termed out as a board member. Oh, okay. So, so, you've so a paid new your name dues. for us is now called the technical advisor. <laughs> That's which probably is, a relief. Huh? <laughs> it, it is. It yeah. is. But we go to the board meetings and mm -hmm. we, you know, still help out. And we just held mm -hmm. our uh, annual symposium, which was fabulous last Friday. So I know that they were yeah. speaking about the symposium. Exactly. Um, but most of us hear these names, but we don't really know who does what or who's behind it. And it's uh, it, it's a difference in our quality of life, to have people dedicated to these causes. It is, it is. And the overlap is environmental education, uh, anti-litter education mm -hmm. with Bayou Vermilion Preservation Association and Garden Club and Master Gardeners. Especially yes. for the, the children, to get them early to understand, you know, um, the difference we can all make. I mean, I learned a lot from them just about pets when you walk your pet. Most of us know not to blow the leaves into the Storm uh, streets, mm -hmm. but I never thought about the excrement in my backyard, you know, that everything ends up in the vermilion and it, it affects the cleanliness and the safety of the water. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It so. is. There's a lot to, lot mm -hmm. to be learned. Right. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd be doing this when you were development director at the various uh, schools? <laughs> no, I actually didn't know what I was going to do once I retired, but I'm now even busier sometimes than when mm. I did work because right. it's day and night, right. but very enjoyable, right. very enjoyable. I wanted you to talk about Ira Nelson, if you don't mind. Like I've, I knew the name of the Horticulture Center, but I didn't know much about him, Ira Nelson, as a horticulture professor back in the day at USL, and he's been gone for quite a while, but this was named in his honor. Yes, it was. Um, when he was at, at UL, USL, he was instrumental in founding the Society for Louisiana Irises, which is the organization that's going to be mm -hmm. um, at, featured at Festival des Fleurs. His many, many scientific contributions through the years and as manager for the society really brought national recognition and attention to the Louisiana iris. He was a plant breeder, so he was also involved in breeding and hybridizing irises, camellias, amaryllis, and orchids. So he was had vast knowledge of plants, plant propagation, um, it was, Billy told me that, who is the manager of Ira Nelson, said that he had a tremendous ability to motivate others, and he had an enthusiasm for his love for these plants, and that just spread. Um, he actually discovered the red Abbeville iris, and so it is therefore named after him. Oh. Yeah. Damn. In 1964, he received the American Horticulture Society Teaching Award. Um, he, he just sounds like he was a, a fantastic person. Mm -hmm. His wife, Barbara, also uh, played a very active role in the history of the center. She was the librarian, and she uh, 
of the Ira Nelson Horticulture Library, and she helped edit publications. She contributed articles to national magazines, and she published their work on irises. They loved to travel. They collected plants from around the world. Um, Billy said that their life really revolved around plants and plant collecting. Um, now, Dr. Ira Nelson was tragically killed in an automobile accident in 1965. He was only 54. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Yeah. Uh, and if you could imagine, and that is when um, what was the Ornamental Horticulture Center was renamed the Ira Nelson Horticulture mm -hmm. Center after his death. But Dr. Joel Fletcher was the president of UL at the time, and he wrote about Ira Nelson. His nickname was Ike. He said he was the type of teacher whom every university president hopes to appoint but rarely finds. Oh. He was a gentleman, an innately honorable, thoughtful, and dedicated man. Mm -hmm. And that, that says so much. Yeah. And, uh, and you can't teach that ability to motivate and inspire others. You Ex know. Exactly. But he's still inspiring you. Yes, and the other volunteers. Yes, yes, it would have been wonderful to have to have met him, or to think what more he could have accomplished. And had I he also still lived. am kind of chuckling to myself. The reason you're trying to raise money is, I'm sure that center, you know, when they started this 29 years ago, it probably needed a lot of repairs by that point. Yeah, so this I'm was sure. a good way. <laughs> Because y'all were still using window units, right, until recently. Yes, yes, so exactly. So now you have central air, and, air central and heat. heat. Yeah. But these are things we take for granted, but they're not free. No, they aren't. They yeah. aren't free. And they now have Wi-Fi. They've moved, oh, moved cool. in the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can use your phone there. <laughs> well, and you can give a presentation and connect to the Internet, and you, the presenter uh -huh. can also use, yeah. use the Wi-Fi there. So right. that's great. One thing that interested me was reading your materials, and I'm not going to put you on the spot about this, but that UL doesn't offer... I guess a degree in agriculture anymore. So that things have really evolved yeah. since Dr. Nelson's time. Right, they have. Um, now, really, uh, the Ira Nelson Horticulture Center falls under the School of Geosciences. Mm -hmm. And so they do have plant uh, science classes and botany classes, which are held at Ira Nelson, but they no longer have that degree program in agriculture. Yeah. And but I guess it's just that's, a changing world. Right, exactly. You know, but they've evolved to meet these needs. And I know some of the materials are now at the the Dupre Library. Right, right. Ira Nelson had a full library. It was the horticulture library. All of the horticulture books were there. And it has been moved to Dupre Library. However, the herbarium is still in the library at Ira Nelson. And a her herbarium is a collection of pressed flowers pressed plants. Mm -hmm. And what's so unique about their pressed plants is that they're ornamental plants and not just native plants, which is generally found at other universities. Right. Can any of us go through there? Uh, did I read that the public is invited to, to walk through the yes, center? Yes. The uh, Ira Nelson Horticulture Center is open to the public, and it's open Monday through Thursday from 7 to 4.15 uh, and on Friday from 7 to noon, it is a jewel of our community that people are not aware of. I know. There is a tropical plant collection in the greenhouses at Ira Nelson that is just spectacular. So you're free to walk through. Mm -hmm. uh, the other greenhouses that are present are used to propagate the plants, some of which are part of the collection, mm -hmm. and some are used by, the, by UL when they have... Um, any kind of dedication services, graduation, press releases. So the plants are propagated both 
for for UL and for the collection. It's beautiful. And so if people want to go before the um, April 9th Festival Day Floor, they can walk through and maybe see what some of the master gardeners have been growing. Is that right? Because well, some of yes, that will be on sale. Twofold. The master gardeners on the site of Ira Nelson have their demonstration beds. And each bed has a theme. For example, there's a native plant garden. There's a, an accessible plant bed, which is for uh, people with mobility issues. There's a children's garden with stations where the children go to each station and learn something new, which is precious. Uh, actually, tour groups, school tour groups come through mm-hmm. and, and look at the children's garden. There's a super plant bed. Uh, and What's super that? <laughs> Super plants are plants that have been chosen by the LSU Ag Center that are very hardy in Louisiana. They actually study them. Um, and then promote them as a, as a Louisiana super plant. So mm-hmm. you will, will have success if you use plant well, some of those Louisiana super plants. That are bromeliads. I was glad yes. to see there's a class on bromeliads. <laughs> That's something I, I can do. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Easily. You can forget about them and they still love you. <laughs> yes. And so the master gardeners propagate the plants that they have in their beds and they bring those plants over to the festival to sell them. Right. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't realize we could tour through there. That's right across from Fatima, right? That's yes, the, it's across from Fatima. White. It's that white building, mm-hmm. that setback that you pass by and probably don't notice quite often. I've ever even know that I could go there or what I would yes, find. Yes, right, right. So. so you're able to go through the Ira Nelson Horticultural Center, which is a 7,000-square-foot building, mm-hmm. um, as well as the Master Gardener Demonstration Beds, which are outdoors. And the Horticulture Center actually contains classroom space, um, offices, a lab, um, and, and again, the, the, the greenhouses. Mm-hmm. But the community is able to use the Ira Nelson Horticulture Center as a meeting place. Oh. Uh, so many of the plant societies here, the Hibiscus, Rose, Orchid, um, Lafayette Garden Club, the Master Gardener Training Class, we all meet at Ira Nelson and utilize the classroom space in the lab. Um, but it's also a resource for research for other organizations. Uh, they other organizations are allowed to use some of the greenhouse space, um, propagate their plants. Mm-hmm. The Louisiana Society for Horticulture Research meets once a year, and that's a statewide organization. So the Ira Nelson Horticulture Center staff propagates the plants that they have chosen, and they will propagate 100 of each plant that's chosen. The Horticulture Society members bring home the plants, plant them, study them for the year, bring back an evaluation form, and that information is compiled and disseminated. Mm -hmm. And that just helps with plant research in the community. Right. I'm curious, um, your own yard. I'm sure you have a lovely yard. You live on the river, is that right? I do, I do. What type of plants and shrubs do you enjoy in your own yard? Well, of course, I love native plants because Mm -hmm. native plants you are adapted to our area, and therefore you don't have to baby them quite as much as you do some of my, some of your ornamental plants. But I like color also, so I have a lot of um, native plant, bedding plants with color. Um, like what type? Uh, like the coneflower, echinacea, uh, sunflowers. Mm, um, beautiful. Right, and blanket flower. Um, that's some of the native... L- plants, but then of course we've got trees. I don't know if people know that oak trees are one of the most fabulous trees for insects, for pollinators. Right, right. I knew they had a lot of pollen. <laughs> yeah, they do have a lot yeah. of pollens. But and I mean by 
pollinators. They mm-hmm. support, you know, yeah. wasp and and I've um, been seeing the, bees. the number of yeah. insects, right? Mm-hmm. That that utilize oaks as right, a, and they're sturdy, as like, right? And they're, yeah, it can exactly. withstand our exactly. hurricanes and other things. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So. Over the years, you must have really added on, and I'm just trying to picture this, like the love that you bring, because I want you to bring out yourself in this interview. You've been so good about <laughs> promoting have, others, but you I love I have this. too many bit, um, potted plants is what I have. Yes, I do. I do. And every year I say, I'm not going to add anymore, and I find see something else that I love, that I think is beautiful, mm-hmm. and I, I do. I bring it in. And some of it's in ground. Um, and I, I have like a little fern collection. I've got um, a couple of other collections of specific plants, either because of their foliage or their mm-hmm. flower. Yeah. Um, anyway, but and it's fun. And then I've now started uh, with COVID. I started vegetable gardening. Oh. Yep. And of course, the first year of COVID, it was much more successful than it has been because now we're able to travel and I'm not home quite mm-hmm. as often as I was before. You made the beds. Like yes. Uh... Yes. I made ra- raised beds um, mm-hmm. because my soil uh, in this area we have a lot of clay, and so the raised beds give those roots an opportunity mm-hmm. to to grow and and started with basic uh, cucumbers and squash and a lot of and tomatoes and herbs um, and so last year was my second year and it's just planted started my garden again for this year oh, that sounds great yeah oh, man and there's nothing better right exactly exactly garden. and it's been great for my grandchildren we have two grandchildren and so I have have them help me cut the um, mm-hmm. cut the cucumbers and the plants and the peppers, and they will actually bring it inside and try something that they may not have tried before because it came out of the garden. Exactly, because they helped. Exactly, and because they helped. Right. Was there something that you wanted to discuss that I didn't ask you either <gasps> about the festival or anything else? No, I, I think I think that we have really kind of covered everything. I just um, encourage everybody to go to Festival de Fleur. It's just a wonderful event. Uh, and to go to the Ira Nelson Horticulture Center because that plant collection is just spectacular. Mm-hmm. Things that you, you just will not see elsewhere. I'll be there. I mean, you've inspired me. Um, <laughs> I just didn't realize I could go shop and, and actually get advice at the same time. So uh, thank you and your... your um, Volunteers, you know, everybody working together to oh, make this well, open for our community. Thank you for allowing us to share this information. Oh, God, Babette, this is why I do this. I love sharing, letting people share their stories. You know, I'm just here, but it's your story. And uh, I'm grateful that we have a community filled with people that care. So thank you for making oh, time today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So Babette Werner, uh, talking about Festival de Fleur again on uh, April 9th. And you can go to festivaldeflor.org for more information. I want to thank our sponsors who make this show possible. We couldn't do this without your support. I want to thank Oxner, Lafayette General, Home Bank, FASA Group, and of course, Raider, and in particular, Jason Sikora, who mixes our tape and makes it sound professional. I also want to thank you, the listener, um, We're coming up on five years now in April doing Discover Lafayette, and it's been a real pleasure and it's an honor sharing stories in the community. Please reach out to me at our website, discoverlafayette.net. I think that's how Babette reached out to me. Yes. Um, There's a place you can contact me with ideas for shows. And if you haven't subscribed, we hope you will. You can get Discover Lafayette wherever you get your podcast. On behalf of the show, Discover Lafayette, I'm Jan Swift. Thank you. Thank you.